The Cinders of Dezu, written and read by Oliver Tonic. A tyrant king, a missing girl, and a journey through a perilous world. Join me for this completed sci-fi fantasy novel read as an audio series. Enjoy the story from here on, or binge from the beginning with the first episode. The episodes are now available on YouTube and Spotify as a podcast. Like and subscribe if you enjoy. My audiobooks are totally free. If you'd like to donate to support my writing, though, check out my Patreon in the description. And now, back to the tale. Chapter 16 The Tribe of the Lake Kairo's head bobbed. He felt water dripping down his face. The warmth of the sun beat down on his forehead. The contrast of warmth cooking his skin for a long period combined with the cool droplets was uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable enough, though, because he had soon dozed off again. He did this a few more times before he felt a very wet and very unforgiving hand slap him repeatedly on the cheek. He opened his eyes to see a face but it was a face like none he'd seen before. The eyes that stared back at him were deep and bulbous, with dotted reflections in them that sparkled like stars. It was as though he gazed into twin microcosms of a galaxy. Between them was a nose that partially protruded from the face like a lump, only to reveal two slits for nostrils that flared from watertight to wide as they sniffed him. The mouth opened partially to reveal jagged teeth, that weren't particularly vicious-looking, but certainly looked more formidable than that of a human mouth. The face wasn't snarling or showing much more expression than looking over him methodically. Kyra was frozen for a moment as he recognized the mane of fins that surrounded its face. Before, he couldn't see the face in detail, but it was clear now this was the same creature that had looked down into his room from the roof of the cabin. His memory wouldn't give him much more than that, He had blacked out for some reason. The creature was pulling something that he felt tighten around his chest. He looked down and realized he was tied down. He was strapped firmly against something. It was wooden and curved. A log? His chest and legs were strapped down to it. The rope was strong but was wet and green. It looked like something not found on land. He was too drowsy to react too much at this point, but he began to notice the prettiness of the face that strapped him down. Its form was aquatic and extreme, but it had an undeniable elegance to it, even beauty. It didn't seem malicious to him. He realized the creature was female. She crawled all around him, pulling at the ropes. They weren't too tight. She just seemed to be making sure they were secure. It was at this point that he noticed her retractable claws that were gripping the wood he was mounted on. The log was a wide stake, he thought maybe ten times his body width. It seemed smooth, which is why the claws suddenly became very noticeable. She moved out of his field of vision to crawl around the back. Now he could see his predicament a bit clearer. He had been hoisted high above water. It was a body of water that was reasonably wide the edge of which was about 500 feet away, 
met by large rocky walls that lifted about fifty feet out of the surface. The walls surrounded him in a circle as far as he could see in his field of vision, like he was in some kind of watery arena. At the top of the walls he saw movement. It was more creatures like the one crawling on the stake with him. There were a variety of shapes and sizes, male and female, but clearly all the same species. They lined the tops of the crags, speaking to each other, many of them staring in his direction. He started to feel awake enough to feel the fear swelling inside of him. He began breathing heavily and felt the ropes tighten against his chest with each breath. He felt a hand on his cheek again, gently this time. The female creature guided his face toward the water straight ahead of him. His gaze was directed to a group of the aquatic humanoid creatures that were rising up in unison from the water. Their belly and torsos were above the surface and they were organized in a way that almost looked like an Olympic swim team. They were perfectly spaced apart and they all turned to face the creatures on the walls. In unison, they extended their arms with their palms face up and bent them at the elbow. They then turned and all looked up to face Cairo. Cairo felt his head hit the wood behind him at the sudden intense gaze of so many strange faces. The group repeated the same arm gesture towards him before receding underwater. The creatures on the walls erupted in a screeching sound like he had never heard. Something like a repetitive clicking mixed with a high-pitched battle cry. They lifted their arms in the air as they did so. Cairo looked around frantically and caught sight of the female creature beside him. She had the claws of her hand and foot dug deeply into the wood next to him as she looked out to the crowd, with her other leg hanging and her other arm lifted to the sky. An unseen chorus began. Cairo looked back to the water as figures began rising from it again. This time the creatures all had weapons. There were two groups, one with what looked like caked-on blue clay paint and a group that did not. They turned to each other and began to mock battle as Cairo watched, growing increasingly confounded. The ones in blue paint seemed to be winning the battle until the ones without paint began to retreat. Simultaneously, to the right of Cairo's view, he saw a series of thick branches with foliage on them, clearly picked from the trees on the shore. They rose up from the water and moved toward the non-painted group as they retreated from the mock battle and ran in their direction. A forest, he thought. The group went into the makeshift trees that were clearly being held upright underwater by unseen performers. As the unpainted group moved through them, the trees acted like a rolling treadmill. A row of trees would hit an unseen barrier at the left and then uniformly sink, before reappearing on the other side of the staged forest. It was clear to Cairo this was symbolizing them traveling through the woods. A new set of performers appeared between the trees, these ones painted in a muddy yellow clay paint. The yellow men fought the unpainted ones, and Mock killed some of them, so the group of the unpainted performers grew smaller and smaller. Eventually, the trees began to create an open circle in the middle, revealing open water. In the center, a stone with green moss on it was lifted up to the surface. The unpainted performers simulated diving into this watery clearing. 
They came up and again coordinated a dance around the moss-covered stone. The creatures on the edges of the wall began their high-pitched cry and clicking again. Cairo's eyes raised as he began to understand. This was their story. The clearing was the lake and the stone was the island. They were telling him what happened to them? But why? A drumbeat began. It was slow, deep, and methodical. Its intensity calmed the cries of the creatures to a silence. Only it remained now. Cairo looked around to see where it was coming from. He couldn't tell, and his search stopped when the female creature beside him turned his head again by his chin and directed him toward the watery stage. The stone in the center sank to reveal a symbol. It rose from the depth slowly and sat on the surface. It was made of large bones and looked something like the symbol of a star. The trees fell away until only the star symbol remained with the performers in a circle around it. They all seemed to be trembling. One by one, a performer was lifted up by the group and placed into the top triangular space in the star. He or she would cross his arms over their chest and close their eyes in resignation. They would sink slowly into the dark below. They did this over and over to the beat of the deep drum. Cairo felt his heart sink deeper with each performer. He became sick with dread. The trees appeared once more to the right, and again the treadmill began. A few rogue performers left the group and started traveling through the trees. This act caused the stage to widen and shift to the left. The process of the performers sinking into the star continued as the trees moved in the series of sinking rows closer to the center of the arena. The few performers who had traveled into the trees eventually reached a new creature in yellow paint rising above the trees. He sat on something that looked like a throne. It was cobbled together with bark and stones from land, but also of many marine debris Cairo couldn't identify. Atop his head was a rudimentary crown made of some kind of seaweed with a bright orange color. The performers pleaded with the man on the high throne, but he shook his head and sent them away with a firm and decisive gesture in the direction of the stage lake. The performers left him, appearing dejected as the treadmill of trees reversed direction. The crowned yellow creature in his throne receded under the surface with the rightmost row of trees. On their simulated trip back to the lake, another creature in yellow wandered aimlessly through the staged forest. The chorus increased in intensity as the performers in the trees stalked him. In a moment, he was hoisted above the heads of the travelers and was flailing wildly. They emerged from the trees as the simulated lake again took center stage. The yellow creature was bound by the arms and legs to stop his flailing. A small stake emerged from the triangular space in the star. Its similarities to the stake Cairo was on was glaringly obvious. The creature painted yellow was strapped to it. He was then lowered carefully into the symbol until the creature's yellow hue could no longer be seen above the water's surface. The drumming stopped. The performers stopped. They uniformly turned to face Cairo. 
they stared at him and resigned. Cairo realized the whole crowd had fallen silent. He looked up. All the creatures on the walls looked at him with eyes of black. In an instant, the performers all sank at once into the water. The drumming began again. The beat continued as the beautiful female water creature swung herself over Cairo's disconcerted face. Her astronomical eyes looked deep into his and then closed with a softness. She leaned her forehead onto his as she gently put her hand behind his neck. She held this for a moment. Cairo's eyes remained wide open, terrified of her intention. She opened her eyes and lifted her head from his. Her hand moved to caress his cheek. She then let herself fall backwards into the water. He watched her swim with grace and an uncanny swiftness to the stone wall and began to climb. She reached the top to join the other black eyes fixated on his position. Cairo came to the realization that nothing was left in the arena but the symbol of bones in the water and himself on the stake to stare at it. The symbol seemed to stare back at him. He waited tense minute after tense minute. He felt like he was mesmerized by the thing. A low hum of a chorus and the drumbeat growing louder and louder drew him into the mystery. The symbol concealed something. Something he could feel. Something beyond it. A powerful something. Something rising up. Something gray? Something gray and wide and... Rows of teeth lining a massive jaw caught the symbol in a pulverizing grip. The symbol rose up with the mouth as the body of an enormous creature rose from the water. The bones bent and then splintered as they buckled in its ferocious craw. In a loud snap, it was all gone at once. The drumming stopped. The chorus fell silent. The creature's giant antlered reptilian head lowered its gaze to face the young man bound before it. There, with sheets of water coating and dripping from it, was the same symbol again, this time hewn with scales and dazzlingly graven on the monster's forehead. Hey guys, it's Oliver. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you want to hear more. Give me your thoughts in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. And check my channel to make sure you're caught up on the latest episode. I'll have regular episodes up until all chapters of this story are fully released, so stay tuned.